Good morning. What's going on? Uh, hey, not a not a lot. It's another another week of training up there. Um, you lost a guest already. I see. We lost one already. Yeah, she'd be she's coming. Yeah, she told she told Chris <laughs> that we stink. Yeah, but she couldn't stand sitting by us. So I I, I can understand that. So hey, we've got uh, we got a lot of we got a cool. It's, it's a family affair. It's kind of the podcast today, you know. And so we're gonna actually have. Um, these guys come up. We've got a. We're training this week, so we've got our, our five day advanced training going on this week. So, oh, look at she decided to show up. Hi, you know, guys. good afternoon. Sorry. I'm going <laughs> to give her crap. Um, and so we've got some guests. We're going to actually have our students come up, but first, um, just tell everybody who you are, real quick. Say hi. Yeah. Hey guys, I'm Marsala. I am half of East Coast Custom Detailing out of South Carolina. And I'm Chris Williams with it, owner operator at East Coast Custom Detailing. Cool. So we're going to go through. Hey, don't walk away yet. We got to have you guys only introduce yourselves. Come on up. She's eating. We're going to start with those, those two real quick. Come on. Up. So, hey, we're going to have our, our team because it is it's it's a family affair, you know. So our first ones are actual father and son and they actually claim it. So introduce yourselves real quick. They, they actually claim it. <laughs> yeah. What's going on? I'm Dominic McLean. This is Tom McLean. This is my dad slash partner. We're out of Fontana, California. And our business is uh, Mystique Detailing, and we service all of IE California. Cool. Right on. Thanks, guys. Awesome. All right, young lady, come on up. <laughs> um, I'm Chris Lavelle out of New Hampshire. Yeah, right on. What's the name of your company? Uh, Cardigo Detailing. Right on. And you, you've been detailing for a while. How many years? Yeah, 10. Right on. Cool. Well, welcome. Thank you. Cool. We've got one that just took an emergency call for his company. They they own a couple different companies, so he's back there. So we'll have him, we'll have him come up here in a few. Uh, so it's uh, man, I'll tell you, we uh, we had a we had a busy week this last. I mean, like the last since we were on last, like a week ago. Yeah, well, let's see what did we do on um, on Friday last week. We went to an IDA meet and greet with uh, up at Oscar Hernandez's shop. Um, 805 detail shop up in Ventura. Yeah, that was cool. We had a, we had a good turnout there. We had some out of town guests, uh, the the Kimballs from Washington, yeah. um, Adam Garvin from Oregon. Yeah, uh, and you know right. there were actually a couple of other out of towners too. I'm gonna mess up their names if I try. So, well, it's it's, you know, it's just great to see so many people come down and support it. And you know, Adam's such a you know he was there. He came and supported the event, but he was there for a educational event also. Um, and the guys just, there's an example of a pro that's really dedicated to, to constantly educating himself and his team, you know, on what's going on. So he was down there for a window tinting event and, uh, it was pretty, pretty cool. We had taken and, um, we had decided on Thursday is that after 32 years of ground search and rescue and air search and rescue and medic and everything else, um, about, well, a little over a little over a month ago, we were. I was pushed into a uh, mounted unit to bring my expertise of SAR um, to the uh, the horseback uh, teams, uh, civilian and military alike. And so Thursday, we've been on the hunt, and I haven't ridden in 28 years. And we decided that uh, I'd start looking around for a horse, and um, we found what was. 
Oh, I don't know what you went over and tell them real quick. Um, sorry. So we took in, um, we went on the, the lookout. We weren't planning on, I wasn't planning on buying a horse this, this soon. Uh, I wanted to kind of get my, my, uh, my legs underneath me in the new unit and, uh, with the County here in town. And so we took in, uh, we found a horse up in Sacramento and, uh, we took an emergency trip up to Sacramento last Thursday because right now horses are, that's like cars. If you can find one, um, they're gone. So we, uh, pretty, Oh, Chris just brought him up. So this is Rip. So Rip is a seven-year-old uh, quarter horse, and uh, he's a, he's a big boy. He's a roan, bay roan, and uh, he's pretty cool. He's pretty chill, and uh, that was my first ride with him right there. And and uh, he's he's we get to bring him home Sunday, so he'll be here in Big Bear on Sunday, and him and I start training on Monday. So we uh, start building our our relationship and our trust and. He's going to have to put up with me a lot because uh, he knows what the hell he's doing and I don't. <laughs> but, you know, the reason why I tell you this, too, is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm 55 years old. I've been doing the, you know, the same thing. Search and rescue is never the same. It's like detailing. It's never the same. You're always going to have each mission. I mean, you're law enforcement, you know, and, and, and EMS. And we'll get into that in a second. And um, we uh, – you know, I just, it, I wanted something, it, it's kind of cool to do something completely out of my wheelhouse. Um, last, uh, last Tuesday I got on the, on, on, uh, back of it. I'm training, I'm going through training right now. Um, and I got on and rode for the first time in 28 years. And, uh, I wasn't a proficient rider. I'd been around horses, you know, quite a bit, but, um, but I, I wasn't what I'd call a good rider, you know. And so uh, I've been back on yesterday. I went over when Diane was working with these guys and took another lesson. And so I, I guess the lesson I want to teach is that, you know, we were talking about earlier is you've got to take and have interest. And, you know, you got to be willing. I don't care what age you are. I don't care if you're 12 or, or, or 55 or 85 is to have new interest and and new challenges is really, really, really important. And so make sure that you do those challenges. So uh, thanks for pulling that up. This, uh, this is cool. I don't know if we can play the video. This is our first introduction. I mean, literally the first time that we'd gotten close. And um, he, he was checking me out and uh, he wasn't too sure. And he's got an interesting story. He's only seven. He's really trained up really well, though. And uh, he's pretty mellow. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, we're excited. We're excited. So something new. Something cool. new, and it plays into you know we're starting a nonprofit, and we got we got several detailers involved in this, and um, we're gonna go we're gonna go after several things. We're trying to figure out the name right now, but the horses are going to play into the nonprofit. So we talk a lot about that putting back in your community. So not not only and and this is kind of the funny thing because his his birth given name is Rip R I P, um, so rest in peace, um, and he does search and rescue so i'm not going to probably tell people his name uh right. yeah, no. yeah 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 we'll just go with, we'll just go with the rip <laughs> hopefully nobody hopefully nobody figures it out so with that um let's jump into this so family affair why was it called this is you know these two are a couple that are dedicated to life the journey of life and business and uh they've jumped into the detailing industry so uh, I'm going to ask them both. This is that why detailing is, you know, what 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 led you to detailing? And so, 
You want to go first on this one? Yeah, I'll, I'll go first. Um, so real quick, uh, it was therapy for me uh, initially, and then uh, it just grew into a, a passion. Of course, I always had to keep my my apparatus and my vehicles, you know, immaculate shape, and uh, did that. But after a while, it became like a therapy. So I started working on a bunch of buddies' cars and broke me away from uh, real world stuff that I was having to deal with. So that's how I got into it, really, man. Still to this day, I got to throw my headphones on and, or at least one and go to work. Go to work. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, it was, it's a therapy for me because I love doing interiors. So I would help him out and I ended up going to SEMA and that's where I met you, Diane and Sydney. And you guys were amazing and just super sweet and welcoming. So I was like, this is, this is the family that I need. Right. Yeah. It, it, it well, and it, and it's cool. So, what what was the decision? When did the topic come up that you guys were going to work together, and how did that go over? Um, <clears throat> at SEMA, she uh, she came to me and she's like, you know, I see you're a part of this group. I've seen what you've done in the last year, and and trying to get it, and I want to be a part of that. I want to be part of something larger than myself and get into it. And uh, I was like, well, listen, if you're going to get into it, then you're going to go to 100. percent You're going to go through exactly what I've been through because. I want you to know exactly where I'm at. I want you on the same level. I want you on to get up to the highest potential that you can go. And uh, so we signed her up and sent her out here. And she killed it. Yeah. She killed it. So went through a five-day training mm -hmm. and never worked a polisher in her life. Nope. Not till I got here. And even these guys, I mean, day one, we, we have you guys over on the hood burning paint and, and everything else. And and, and I think just, just, just going at it with new eyes and new – explanations of what the tools are kind of help yeah. right i mean it makes a big difference so um so let's talk so, let's, go ahead oh i was just going to ask real quick marcella does he just make you do everything he doesn't want to do it's um, actually the other way around i try to bribe him because i hate windows so i'll tell him i'll do your door jams i'll do this i'll do that all these things that i like doing so that way he could do the windows and the stuff that i still I get like glass no matter what <laughs> yeah uh, does anybody like doing windows uh, my Man, arms are I, so short. It's like a I, baby T Rex trying to get in there. <laughs> I can't. I can't stand it. Uh, uh, okay, so, and this is include Chris. Was there anything in detailing? You just don't. For me, it's I. I can't. I. I don't like. I'm not real big fan of wheels. Um. I mean, it's okay, but it's. I mean, I'll do that. But um, vacuuming, I can't stand vacuuming anymore. I I, I've done enough no. vacuuming where yeah, and and glass. Those are my I tell you what, when it when it comes to paint correction, it's the bumpers for me. I hate doing the bumpers. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Well, and I always leave leave the bumpers for last, yeah. and then I'm kind of over it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like, okay. Yeah, see, I try I try and do them first and get them out of the way. Oh, do you? Yeah, I always leave mine for last, and I don't know. I probably I don't know. Maybe if somebody examined my bumpers, they probably don't look as good just because. Yeah, you know. They're down low. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's just kind of an it's kind of like an afterthought you know yeah so, you know that and the the roof isn't much fun either especially on a big truck yeah so that doesn't that doesn't bother me too much because it's a challenge because you know it's like you and i going up everest yeah exactly. you know <laughs> is 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 we've accomplished something big when we get the roof on a big truck done because you know you can't reach <laughs> it so yeah. it uh I've, i got a secret weapon though is uh we we're talking about earlier since i like to eat tacos you know, my, my midsection is a little patty, you know, so you just leave that midsection right over the right over the, 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 the rail. 
and you can you can reach anything you want. And you don't hurt anything, you know. <laughs> so Bob Phillips would probably bend the truck, you know. Oh yeah, or 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 dent it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so let's talk each one of yours. We're gonna go first with you this time. Is your past? So you come to SEMA. Chris is into it, and you come out. And you meet all of us for the first time. You're the, you're you know you're at the it, I mean, that's like the Super Bowl of all the automotive events. So what, what's your thought pattern? What were you doing at that at that time? And were you ready to, to move on? I was working two different jobs. I was customer service for a retail store in South Carolina, and I was doing nails. Hmm. So I was kind of over the customer interaction part. Oh, well, the main customer interaction part, because it after COVID hit, everybody just got nasty. Like people were so rude, and I was kind of, kind of over it. And like the thought of just me myself, me in this interior, not having—I mean, having to talk to Chris, but not having to like interact with people. <laughs> Chris was enough. <laughs> have to, I have, have to talk to Chris. Yeah, have to talk to Chris. But just Ouch. the thought of like being able to relax and not feel so tense—that was my biggest reason for my jump was like I was tired of dreading doing something and going into my job I wanted to be happy that's cool and that's what I found in detailing was just like I found my calm I found where I could zone in on things and it was it was my thing do you, do you, so now that you've been in detailing for a while do you have days where it's like you're not into it uh sometimes but it's not not too often no and I still go do it like because I'm sitting there and I'm like well I'd rather be working on a car than sitting here moping around doing nothing. So oh, yeah. I, I talk myself out of it. It's easier for me to talk myself out of it now than it was working retail. Yeah. I, I shared this with you guys earlier in the week as I was telling my son, son was saying something about, you know, he's having a, a tough day and I said, you know, just, just think there's somebody somewhere that is going to Walmart. That's going to, that's going to spend 30 years going to Walmart to work that hates it. Mm -hmm. And it sucked every bit of their life and of their soul. Mm -hmm. And I said, but just like that, I said, there's an attorney somewhere that went to school, prestigious college. He's going to his law firm or she's going to the law firm. And that job's sucking the life out of him just as much as the individual going to an entry level job mm -hmm. or, is, accountant. or an accountant, mm -hmm. you know, or, or executive, you know, I mean, it, I had a great career, and I, I often talk about it. I love it. It was great memories, but it was sucking the soul out of me because I wasn't meant to do it. Does that make sense? I was not meant to do it. You can look at the money. You can look at the prestige. You can look at all this stuff. But listen, the world's changed. We had a very short, short time in our history to where jobs were prestigious. Everything before that, you were basically slave labor, and everything since then, you're basically slave labor. I hate to say it. Unless you really dig it. I know there's doctors and stuff like that that love what they do, you know, and, and there's, I've got a friend of mine that was, is, 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 and I've talked about this when I was a kid, I wanted to be a trash, a trash man because they got to ride on the back of the truck. That was my whole theory. But I got a good friend of mine that's just spent the last, you know, 26 years uh, in the disposal company here. And it was a great career and he loved it. So um, it was pretty cool. So Chris, now your background, this is, this you know, law enforcement, EMS, um, Fire. you know, you've, you've, yeah, you've seen some shit in your yeah. SWAT. Yeah. Um, so go into your past and what kind of took you, what, what kind of took you to where, okay, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get out of everything I've done and, and get into something new. 
Yeah, so um, started out in law enforcement in 1998. Um, uh, went full-time in 99. Uh, I saw it right off the bat. I wanted to be want to be very, very good at everything I've done. Um, so I immediately started putting myself through uh, tactical training and everything like that, which led me to the SWAT team. Um, I was on the competition team, multiple call-outs, things of that nature. Um, you know, of course, after 9-11, uh, that changed up a lot of stuff. Um, they started recruiting a lot of tactical officers, tactically trained individuals for projects. So I took contracting after that, and that was a huge jump because I started out as a deputy, you know, twenty-seven thousand dollars a year. Um, you know, left as a sergeant, thirty-two thousand. So right. it was a huge jump when you go to contracting. Um, <clears throat> so did that for a couple of years. Uh, contracts, you know, started drying up. Um, Came back to law enforcement, uh, was involved in uh, some bad incidents uh, over those time, that time frame, uh, which led to my chronic PTSD. Uh, so, yeah, I saw I needed a change, so I, uh, <clears throat> I was able to do fire service, um, and it didn't affect me as much. I loved it, and I loved helping people. I loved being there in a person's worst time in their life and trying to help them you know, come back and fire an EMT, I kind of, you know, it goes together. So, uh, yeah. And, uh, lost two friends right after that, uh, locally, uh, both were killed in the line of duty and my kids came to me and like, <coughs> you know, we had enough. You need, you need to find something new. Uh, so I went to work for a manufacturer, a large manufacturing company cause that's, you know, pretty decent money in the area. Um, went too bad. I worked 14 days, uh, out of the month and uh got into detailing um like more professionally uh went to a class up in uh, north carolina that spiked my interest even more heard about you and i was like wow i got to check this out started researching detailing success and got in touch with y'all and came out here in may of 2019 and uh ever since then i've been again training is very very important to me so continuing my education and getting up as much as I can, you know. So how does it help? I mean, okay, so, you know, so with people that have really uh, been stressed in their in their current careers, in their past careers, yeah. you know, I, I look at it, I mean, being self-employed has been one of the, it's been stressful. You know, there's a lot of things you carry along with you. Um, but again, I the good side, I always remind myself of this. There's always, everything's tough. I mean, everything's tough. It's tough to, it's, believe it or not, it's tough to fail. It's tough to succeed. You know, I always say, choose your tough, mm -hmm. you know. But here's the deal. I'd rather, much rather be stressed and be able to control that stress in my own gig than being stressed and having somebody else control it for me. Does that make sense? So, so family-based business. Okay, you guys, you know, you got kids. You got the two of you. Uh, how's, how, how do you make it work? How do you make it work? I'd say communication. We talk about a lot. Mm -hmm. We talk about our, well, I talk about my feelings a lot, especially if anything bothers me, I just, I make sure to let him know. So that way we could figure out how to fix it then mm -hmm. and work through it. And <clears throat> we're good. Cause we, I know what we have isn't what a lot of people are able to do. So I would rather fix it and work on it than just be like, you know what, forget it. I'm mad at you. That's it. Like, right. There's no reason to do that. It's 
it's literally just talking like just talk it out and then you fix what you got to fix i like it um yeah uh she's always the one to kind of get a little spastic i've always had a <laughs> Very laid back demeanor. She, he's going to pay for that one later. If I called Brittany spastic, I'd be getting slapped. Yeah, right well, now. there yeah, there goes that there goes that continuity. That's yeah. right out the door. No, oh, no, we're no, going to no. talk later. Yeah. So, uh, she, gets, yeah. she gets excited, so uh, I might catch a 34-1. Excited, <laughs> excited. Um, it's not so, for spastic. To yeah. We're just going to keep digging you in deeper, buddy. You know? <laughs> wow. Wow. But uh, I always had that very calm demeanor no matter what, no matter what the situation is. Somebody could be shooting at me and I'll be <clears throat> just calm as could be. But so I have to be, I, I keep a level head. Um, I know that I help her in, as much as I can. When she starts to get concerned or worried about things, it's just like, no, just break it down in the process. And, and, we'll do it. Um, and I think she'll agree with that, that mm -hmm. sometimes she does get, I do. A little overwhelmed, so uh, and I just try to bring her back around the earth a little bit. Well, that's a, it. It's and but here's that that some people would say um, that's magical because you've got one with one type of personality, and one with the other. So it it I think that a lot of times helps, but it also can be fuel in a match, you know? Because Diane and I are dead opposite, right? And uh, yeah, I it just just from a person that's spastic, I guess is the yeah. word you use. <laughs> uh, is uh, I'm I'm that spastic person. Yeah. But you calm fuckers like to like hold everything in and then let it loose at once. Mm -hmm. Am I close? Oh, okay. there you go. The there you go. Yep, yep. And so you know, being a little more spastic as you put it might uh might help. Yeah. You know. No, and, and you're right. You're right. Um, because she's gonna vent and she's gonna let it all out, and I let her. I mean that's. That's the way it is, but when we work together, it's like it just clicks, yeah. just like being with any good. other team. It just uh -huh. it just clicks, you know. She's reading off of me, I'm reading off of her. And do you guys do you guys know definitively what your lanes are or what your what each one does? Not just you know interiors, exteriors, windows, wheels, but what about like the books and what about like yeah the money the money management? Mm -hmm. What about the marketing? So do you guys have yep. it defined? Yep, you do. That's cool. She handles, uh, you know, like TikTok. She can make great TikTok videos. I am not as well. Um, but for, like social media marketing, uh, Facebook, you know, IG stuff, that nature, Google yep. business. I I manage most of that stuff uh, and the books and, and the CRM and everything. So, <clears throat> that's cool. So you guys collectively have been to a lot of industry events and projects and everything else. You've met some amazing people. Amazing. What 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 a, I mean. So what are going to those events? What, what, what do you get out of that? I mean, uh, one of the things that, you know, I'll, I'll take in, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'm going to throw it up. You made a lot of notes here. Yeah. Um, you know, meeting people, you know, the presidents of company, Bob, Bob Phillips, Bob Phillips. you know, yeah. Dave, Dave Phillips, Dave Phillips is the, yeah. the chemist, the chemist behind it. Mm -hmm. You got Gordon McCall, yeah. you know, the, that guy started out as a detailer and, it puts on one of the finest events in the, you know, in the automotive world, you know, that we've been involved in uh, SEMA mobile tech expo, you know, uh, all these different events that you've gone to and all these different people. So meeting these people, you know, what's it, what's it do for you personally? And what's it do for your business? Personally for me, it lights a fire under me. Like after every training, after every 
meet uh, convention we meet up with, it just it sparks something in me where my fire is going and I'm ready. I get home. I'm so motivated. It just it gets me so hyped. Got you. Um, for me, uh, like you said, Gordon and Bob. One thing that stands out about me: these are guys that came up in this industry, and they're just they're very humble. Um, that's the reason I love PNS. Is this Bob's? Just he's a humble guy. He's <clears throat> laid back. Gordon, Gordon's an amazing guy. Came up from you know ground up, and uh, he was just so humble and just talked with us just like anybody else would. You know, it yep. wasn't nothing. And Bob's the same way. Um, but not just them. I mean, many of the other guys in the industry that I idolize. Trench people. Trench yeah. people. Mm-hmm. Justin. Yeah. Justin Lobato. I mean, these are guys I look up to, and uh, I I work to hopefully be like that one day. But one thing I noticed that I took away from all of them was give back to where you come from. Absolutely. You know, help anybody else come up that you possibly can. Absolutely. And that's one of my, I think that's one of our greatest things that we want to do is just help as many as we can and offer the advice, anything. Anything we could contribute, we try to, to help. So this is another announcement I'm going to ask you guys. What's your, what's your favorite thing you've ever worked on? that was just stood out probably okay so i'm a newer star wars fan so we worked on one of our customers he has this corvette and on the back of it it's got x-wing so when he pulled in backwards i i was just like in awe because i was like he does not have x-wing on the back of his (laughs) license plate and i was like "Uh uh-uh i made a tiktok video with the vapor sound in it i was just that's probably my favorite vehicle that i've worked on oh that's that it was like i was walking out of the garage and he was pulling it in so it was just kind of like a moment (laughs) and i was like i'm working on the x-wing and that's just like i just thought of it as that (laughs) chris chris and i are both uh, Star Wars fans too. Chris is, he's got, he's got a collection like you wouldn't oh, believe. Uh, it's real. Have you ever seen it? I've seen it here and there and he's talked about it yeah, before. It's so pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Awesome. It's pretty cool. So what about oh, you? He, his tattoos, he's got a whole Star Wars. Sleeve. Oh no. <laughs> so I was like, I was looking at that all week, man. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, pretty cool. Um, my greatest thing I ever worked on. Oh, wow. Well, <laughs> I guess, you know, um, uh, Air Force One. Um, yeah. Air Force One, the B-29, um, definitely two of the greatest things I've ever worked on. Um, just to touch some of that history, right? The history. I mean, and, you know, when you go up there, you're thinking, oh, look at me. I'm going to – no. Uh, it's just so much bigger than what you are. Oh, yeah. It's so much yeah. bigger than what you are. You, you know, Diane and I were watching a, a – uh, we went in and just watched a little bit of Netflix last night. We're watching a, 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 a miniseries on SpaceX uh, and going to space. <laughs> And that airplane, I, I completely forgot about it. Uh, Johnson or Nixon, I can't remember who it was in office, when the, when the astronauts from, I think, I believe it was Apollo 11 came back, is they, they sent them on a world tour and that Air Force One. Oh, nice. See? See? You know? And it was, there it is. You know, they're, the, the astronauts from Apollo 11 are coming off an aircraft that we have changed history on. Because that aircraft's aluminum would have been covered up and painted over forever had we not had Joe Clark. Let's give credit where credit's due. You guys know winglets. Wings on the end of the, the airplanes turn up down. Joe Clark, one of my, my customers, was the inventor of those things. He's the one that got us Air Force One. 
Um, and so had Joe Clark not done that and seen something in, in me, um, in ability and, 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 you know, and he himself, because he funded part of it, he wanted it. He did not want history <coughs> covered up with paint. Why were they going to paint it? They're going to paint it because the aluminum was in such bad shape. They didn't think Boeing didn't think they could bring the aluminum back. And so I said, we could, Joe said we could, and we did. And you look at it now and I mean, it's just, you know, and there's other planes that we've got to do this to, but, and it's, it's, it's not easy. It is, it is the hardest thing technically I've ever done. Yeah. Hey, Chris, what was your, uh, what was your favorite or most memorable part of going on the Air Force One project? Um, wow. Well, first off was getting that phone call for the team. Um, we recorded it. We've got it. Uh, you I should have recorded it at home. Yeah, I, yeah. Knew, I got lifted. I knew that was going to be a special team because of the numbers. And when Rennie called me that Friday, I was thinking, okay, he's going, hey, you know, maybe next year. No, it wasn't like that. Um, I had so such an amazing week that week, uh, but it was working on the tail section of Air Force One because um, I the went flag, on the flag, flag, yeah, yeah. polishing out the flag. Uh, and I don't know why, but it was uh, – I'm up there polishing it out, and I get to thinking about really close friends that I'd, I'd lost not too many years ago and their families and their kids. And uh, I just dedicated it to them, everybody I'd lost, you know, military and law enforcement and fire EMS back home. And uh, I teared up. I couldn't even see what I was doing. And uh, Bill Quinn, it had to, we had to talk for a minute, you know, just to get me – Whew, you know, a breather. It's and a big flag up there. It, it is. Doesn't look, it it is. doesn't look big. They get up on that tail, and it's like, damn, that yeah. thing is huge. Yeah. It it is literally the size of that banner behind you guys, which is a a a, a ten by ten. Yeah. It's 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 bigger than that. It's it is massive when you get up next to it. And so, those that don't know, we only uh, we we we've uh, we have law enforcement, military, um, EMS, and then loved ones that had people that serve in the military they're the only ones that touch that back that flag so they go up and, and and do that that's the priority so uh it's pretty pretty emotional yeah when doug when doug asked me and you know i or told me hey i want you to go up there and do that i was just like i was floored i was floored I yeah it's it. it's pretty special so hey uh let's make an impact chris let's make a difference so right now we want to thank pns uh for taking we're going to go through and and right now I'll give you guys some tidbits from these guys some questions i think are the most important questions of the day but before we do that uh you know pns makes this happen team pns you guys are going to take and, and install two of my favorite coatings uh and one of them is our interior coating why is that why is that one of my favorites because it preserves interiors and it really does a good job for your customers and it makes you guys money uh, the other one is Soul. It's our one year. We're going to teach you something right now. A lot of our teammates are making 150 to 200 dollars an hour on, and you know, and it makes your customers real happy. But when it makes your customers real happy and it puts coins in your pocket that quick, uh, those are two of my favorite. And the interaction. It's got a great water show. You know, when it's on the car, everything about it, it's really good. So we want to thank PNS. So okay, here we go, and we're gonna we're gonna break into this. So let's talk about leaving your full-time jobs um that is that that you know for me i i, I mean I, I how do i put this fear for me is a really good propellant uh i like that's why i do what i do um you know jumping on that big old horse this last <clears throat> week for the first time in 28 years i was like this thing's 
does not have a throttle. The steak does not have a brake. It's got a brain. Uh, everything I'm used to driving and riding has got, you know, one thing in, in common is I'm 100% in control. And if this thing decides I'm not in control, I'm not. And yeah. you just you, you just got to tell them to stop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, okay. So yesterday, we were going to talk about that. Uh, I'm right in. They put me in. A, in, 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 in listen, is if you're if 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 horse if horseback riding, if if you could have trading wheels on the horse, I'm still at that stage. You know, I'm not I'm not pretending I'm badass. I, I told her take me all the way back. You're an ass. So yesterday, um, I call him up, and and so um, she's taking me in the arena to start doing some you know more precision riding, right? So I'm riding over. Well, she didn't tell me, and she didn't think about it. That the horse I'm on, there's he's got an arch enemy, and the arch enemy is right next to the entry of the arena. So I'm taking him wide to get him to go back in, and I got to duck through a little small gate, right? Well, those two start having a beef, and she's like, "Oh yeah, I forgot they don't like each other," and so he just decides to take his own mind, and he's walking towards a truck, and I'm going, I'm trying everything, but I'm I'm a little bit freaking right because. This horse wants to kick this one's ass, and I'm on it. And that one's big, a lot bigger than this guy. So Tucker's his name. I'm riding Tucker, and I'm going, hey, Tucker, man, you know, dude, no, no, no. And I'm giving him some – well, I'm screwing everything up, right? He's like, dude, I know you're green. I'm doing what I want. Well, he takes off, and he's following this horse, and he's going right for a car, and I'm telling him, dude, stop. <laughs> and so I finally get – you know, I, I gain my, my composure. I get him to stop. And she goes, hey, just a reminder. Uh, yeah, when you tell the horse to stop, he he doesn't he doesn't listen. You know. <laughs> so, hey, thanks, thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. Thanks for bringing that up. Rick Rick Walling says that it's you're not supposed to say stop. You're supposed to say whoa. Yeah, well, whoa doesn't work in either. I was saying all those damn words, man, and nothing was working. All I knew is I saw a really nice jeep, and this horse was, from my perspective, was going to go right over the top of this 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 jeep. So I was like a little bit, you know, it was a, it was thirty seconds of 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 not panic, but um, control chaos. That's a that's a good term. Yeah. Control chaos. So so you guys, um, both of you, right, left jobs. Mm -hmm. So I mean, you know, again, I, I, when I left mine, it wasn't scary, but it was, uh, you know, when I made, I wanted to make the decision when it was right, and I didn't want to premature. I didn't want to get you know overconfident. I didn't want to get all that. So let's walk through. First off, how long were you part-time? Uh, it was two and a half years. Okay. Mine was about a year because I did it a year after him. I right. started a year after him. Okay, there you go. So about a year and a half. So some key facts from both of you is what 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 did you put into action to, to leave those jobs? What what did you have to have in place to feel comfortable enough to leave? For me, it was the knowledge. I wanted to make sure I went through enough training to know like I have a question I can ask him or I know it myself now. I don't have to go to him to ask so as many questions about what should I use? What should I do? What do I grab? What do I, what towel? Mm -hmm. I wanted to know that I could do it without him there. You didn't, want, okay. you didn't want to be spastic. I did. Yeah. I wanted to have my own. I wanted to try Thanks. to calm myself and I couldn't. <laughs> I love it. I you love it. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. We're just going to, you guys are going to have an interesting day. You're going to see these guys going off to the corner. Being going to rock them, sock them robots, you know, a little late. knife hand over yeah, there. That's, that's, it. that's it. That's it. That's it. She's little and she's scary. Yeah. You know? 
So, so what about you? Uh, mine was more the planning, um, saving money, saving money, making sure I had the tools and equipment in place. Um, I did a lot of the training. Uh, of course, that was very important for me, always is. And the knowledge to put myself in a position to get out and to continue to build my company. Um, and just make sure I had the jobs in the market. And my clientele is my family, really is. I have amazing, amazing clients. And mm-hmm. I love them to death. And we've built relationships. Yeah. So, okay, let's go on. That's not, <clears throat> this isn't scripted either. Yeah. Um, did your clients, did they know you were going full-time? Did any of them know that yeah. you weren't? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's crazy because uh, when I finally made that move, literally the day, day I left after, um, I – we worked with a local builder and a truck builder and he was like, I'm going to send you all the work I possibly can. And it was like, it just landed in my lap, you know, just out of nowhere. Um, the mafia meeting we had the other night, Diana mentioned about, you never know what's going to come back to you when, and it landed right there. I built my Boy. reputation up that right there. It, she was right. You never know when it's going to hit you. It is something major is going to land in your lap. And it was a relief. I mean, you know, and you, you've since then. You guys have taken risk in your company. Yeah. You, you made changes, yeah. and yep. and um, good, bad, and ugly. I mean, risk are good, especially yeah. risk that aren't where where where. I always say, I always ask myself on a risk: Is it recoverable? And how? What's the impact going to be in the event that this thing just doesn't go as I planned? And if the risks are like controllable, like you know, yeah, it's going to hurt, it's going to sting, but it's not going to. You know, it's not going to dent. I might have a bruise, but it's not going to cut me. Man, I go for it. And you're right. We you took know? we took a risk, and and whether it be good or bad, I still learned from the bad. Absolutely, it was Amen. calculated Amen. risk. And I still learned a great deal from that bad experiences. Yeah, uh, I like it. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, well, you know, you take when you heck, not not doing something, not taking a step is a risk, also. Yeah, you know. God, yeah. Right. It doesn't, you know, it's every, every decision you make, whether it's to move forward on something or just to stay where you're at, it's still a risk. Yeah. You know, in search and rescue, I'll take and, and teach either the, you know, um, civilian or, or the young soldiers is, you know, when they get up on ropes for the first time, whether we're just going over a, a, a kind of a area that could, could maybe cause one of us to slip or fall or we're just carrying or if we're going vertical, you know, if we're going over the edge is I always teach them, listen, I'll get up on and I'll have my rope attached and I'll have another rope right next to me and I'll lean into it. And I said, listen, I mean, I'm secure right now. As long as you don't do anything stupid, this rope is your lifeline. And I said, I have, I have double checked my, all my knots. I've double checked my anchors. I've double checked everything, triple checked it. And I said, it's only when you do something stupid and I grab the other rope that's got weight on it, I throw it, and the anchor was bad, and everything comes over the side. And I said, that is death. You're gone. Or you're mangled and you want to be dead. You know? And I said, so it's the same thing in business. It's just check check your anchor points. Check your knots. Check and make sure everything's good. Now, could I get bruised up? Oh, man, I've come down some big, some, some big descents. Gone up some big ascents going up. And I've gotten, you know, I've had to pass over stuff. We've had to bring people up or down. And in doing so, um, I've gotten really, I've lost all, every single fingernail on all 10 fingers has been gone 
at least twice. And on my right hand, all four of them were gone at the same time twice. And so was there losses? They grew back. They're here. Did it hurt? It sucked, you know? But I'll tell you, my kids were little at the time when the last time it happened. And I was like, look at that. And they're like, whoa, <laughs> you know, you're crazy, you know? And I was like, yeah, you just remember that, you know? You would tell your future boyfriends that because I'll rip their fingernails off, you know? And so, listen, I and, and to this day, you know, one of the things that, and I hate to keep going back to this, but it's such, I'm okay, again, <clears throat> I'm going through something brand new in my life that is pr pretty much brand new, you know? And I'm doing it at an age where most people my age are set, sitting down. And here I'm going and I'm figuring out, and that's why I got Rip, he's seven. I calculated out my average age of when I'm not going to be able to ride him anymore. And he's going to be at the end of the time where I can't ride him anymore anyway. You know, I mean, I looked at that factor because I wanted him to last that long with me. Is that here's the deal. Is there a risk at what I'm doing? Yeah. That's what I like. Could I get thrown and hurt? Yeah, I could. But I'm going to tell you in life, right? Yep. You can get thrown and hurt walking, walking down the damn curb. You know, and don't be, don't be, you gotta fear. I love fear. It's a great emotion. It keeps, man, fear. Woo, watch it. Warning sign. But don't paralysis by analysis. Go. When you've, when you've looked at your anchors and you've looked at your knots and you looked over and you cleared yourself, you got the rope protection over the side so it's not gonna braid the rope. You've got good rope. You look at the inspection tag. Guess what? You're good to go. You're going to be okay. That's what you guys did. Yep. You did all those things. Mm -hmm. So so now, what was the final green light? When, when you take us back to that day, that day where you said, I'm quitting my ball and chain. My ball and chain is gone. So I'm going to hear from you first. That you decide, I'm going to go in. I'm done. <clears throat> what was that? What was how scary was it leading up to that day, and then explain that day and explain the next day? Well, hers was easy. And like I said, COVID had hit, customers were nasty, they were rude, they were mm. entitled, they didn't care that you were coming in risking yourself for them, type of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, management started getting stressed and everything, so they were taking it out on us. Customers are taking it out on us. And I was like, you know what? I, I'm doing this on um, part-time. We have clientele. We have people, like, we're lining it up, and everything was hitting everywhere. And I just texted Chris one day, and I was like, I, I'm either going to quit or I'm going to lose my job. My mouth was going to get me to lose my job. <laughs> and... That's that spastic. I was yeah, my spastic, my spastic was like up here then. And it was so bad. And that's a lot of what it was. I was coming home with anxiety. I was coming home mad. I was coming home stressed. And for what? Because people are mean? No, I don't need to go through that. I don't deserve no. that. So I was just, I texted him and I was like, it's either I quit or I lose my job. Yeah. Wow. And so I went in and I, I did go about it the wrong way. And I kind of regret it now. Went spastic? I went spastic. I pulled the manager to the back, and I let him know every single reason why I was upset. I let him know for a good 15 minutes after I clocked out, <laughs> and I left. 
Yeah, but you know what? Sometimes it just feels good. Oh, it felt great. Yeah. Oh my no, so gosh. I think you went about it the right way. That's I okay. called Chris and I was like, I'm it, out. Is he ever going to get a, was he, even if you were nice, was he ever going to get a detail from you? Oh, I told him when I left. I said, let me know when you want your car done. <laughs> Did he come back? No. Okay. I haven't heard from him. <laughs> yeah. The spastic part probably got to him. Yeah, he was probably like, That's eh. probably the price part. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah. So, okay. So, yours leading up to. Wow. Um, jab paralysis by analysis. Yeah. Yes. Um, I, and I'd planned, you know, I was looking at the year before, uh, back in January of 2020, I was going to make that step mm -hmm. and I held in there another year. Probably better. Yeah. And I, I, I don't regret it. I think it was a good move on my part um, to wait it out that long. Um, but still, it was that fear, like you said. It was mm. there, that mm. over-analysis of everything. What if, what if, what yeah, if. Yeah, what if, what if. And I, 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 I've always did been a provider. Did you, make, did, you, did, you, did you guys write out a list? Did you guys I ever? I did. You did? I, I did. I did. did no? I was on the spot. I was the best. Uh, I did, okay. the, I did the, the whole the pros. I'm seeing it now. Pros, <laughs> cons, things. Once I got I did the everything. okay from him. Check yeah. boxes. Everything. Yeah. Everything. And, you know, I, listen to members of the group and know the guys that have been here and I know there is going to be struggles. We're struggling to, I mean, we, we struggle. I mean, it is, we're out here, we're trying to do our thing. And, uh, finally I just, I turned in my notice, you know, two week notice. I was a supervisor. So I definitely had to get some people trained up and in, in mm -hmm. positions to take over for me. And, uh, but I knew they were in good hands cause I'd already been doing it. So, um, my crew that I had was amazing. Um, I knew they could handle themselves. So. What was okay? So, what was your boss's response, and what was your crew's response? My crew was happy for me, man. Um, they had always been so supportive of me. Um, I love those guys to death. Matter of fact, I hope they watch this because I know they will. Um, they still they're still so supportive, and I still get text messages constantly. Mm -hmm. um, my crew was actually my best hype people. Mm -hmm. It was mm -hmm. it was crazy. Um, they loved me. I know I was. I was a friend. I was a leader, you know, and I never saw myself as a boss. Yeah. I was always a leader. I hate that name. Mm. I hate yeah. that term. Yeah. Boss. Yeah. It's just that gives off a wrong impression for me. Yeah. I never liked it. I never liked calling somebody my boss. <clears throat> and I never liked somebody calling me boss. I hate it. Yeah. You know? And my manager, I think, I think it kind of let the, the wind out of his sail a little bit, you know, because. I took pride in what I did. I tried to make my crew and, and promote as much as I could. And uh, I think they, he, he took it. I think he took it rough, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But he knew that's where my heart was. Good. He, he knew. Good. You know? Good. Okay. Any pointers? If you had to say, if each one of you had to give one pointer to somebody getting ready to, to leave the ball and chain, to leave, leave their careers, what would it be? Make sure what you're doing makes you happy. I like it. Happiness. Um, plan, save up. That fear is going to be there. Let it drive you. Don't let it hinder you. Um, let it push you towards your goal. And just get out here and do it. You can do it. Mm -hmm. Just get out here and do it. Um, I, I think the key thing you said, two things, is that you, you really enjoy what you do. Because mm -hmm. there's going to be times to where it's stressful. You're not going to go into small business and not have stressful days, times, weeks, months, years. Yeah. It's going to happen. Mm -hmm. That's how you handle it. And then also getting your mind right of going and taking some time off and doing things you like to do that's outside. I'm telling you, the most, you know, we, we were talking about it, your shirt yesterday, you know, is that average, average is broke and is weird as wealthy. 
Um, and I think that to stay on the kind of weird side in our industry is you got to have a lot of outside interest. I think that outside interest actually keeps you sparked and keeps you hungry, believe it or not. I think that it might be bowling. It, it, it might be, it, it might, it can be anything that you really, really dig. Um, I've got one of the most macho guys, I, Wally, Wally Kaiser. And I don't, I don't, I don't know if Wally had ever, Wally was on search and rescue with me. He's one of the toughest warriors I've ever been around in my entire life. And if you look at Wally, he's not a big guy. He's a slender guy. He's, 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 um, very mild. Um, when he, when you meet him, um, he's one of the most driven individuals I've ever met. He's one of the most intelligent men I've ever met. He's one of the most, he's got a heart of a lion. Um, and he, he could still at probably close to 60 do things now that I wasn't able to do at my peak. That's how tough this dude is. And I asked him one day, he's a machinist, uh, by trade, uh, and can build, he's a MacGyver on steroids, him and Dave Guthmill are both, but Wally was a goat. He could go anywhere and he could do anything. And I once asked him, I said, Wally, man. I was young. I was in my twenties. I said, "What, you know, how? What? You're you're really smart for being so young." And he goes, "I got a lot of interest. I learn a lot about a lot, and I never get into something without being the best at it." I was like, "Wow!" And he and he is. He's really into off roading and overlanding right now. And his Jeep, it's just stupid. You know what he's done to it. He was into overlanding motorcycles. For, for a number of years his bike unbelievable search and rescue we did things that teams just that we did things 30 years ago with him that teams are just starting to do now 30 years later i mean when everybody else would not go into a scene and go in to get people we would because of wally and i'd go anywhere with them i lost matter of fact those four fingernails with wally i uh, i just had a knee my knee rebuilt probably should have been on mission uh, wasn't clear to be on mission yet. Wasn't cleared for my doctor. Wasn't cleared from the department. But we had a, a nasty one, and we're climbing up to this guy. And I hooked my right hand. While he was up, he was leading, and a rock came down and crushed my hand between a rock and a rock. And so Wally got up there, and I was stuck. I was literally hanging. I could just—it was cool for a little while because I couldn't feel anything in my fingers. Uh, I didn't know if they're smashed, if they're what, but they could not pry the rock away. They just were able to get the rock away enough. And I had to rip them out. When I ripped them out, my fingernails were gone. And, but I wouldn't have got down there if it wasn't. You know, I was so good. We weren't, we were so concerned of getting up to this guy hanging on the rock that I really didn't know. But when I got up, we got up there, I realized that I had strained my knee pretty bad because I just had surgery, like literally like 60 days before that. And I had all kinds of, you know, stuff in there, hardware in there. And I had a, um, cadaver part of it was from a you know person that had passed and they'd taken part of their ligament you know from from their knee and put it in mine then i had fiber optics in it and then about six screws uh, holding it all together and I, I just remember getting up there and i was like okay i got a problem you know my fingers are pretty much toast and how the heck am i going to get down because now my knee hurts and i don't have a hand to use and we got a now we got a subject you know with us that we got to get out of there <clears throat> And I just remember Wally being so tough um, that he, he, I mean, I helped, but he took on 30% of what I was supposed to do himself. And, and I share this with you is because that's one of the most 
well-versed humans I know in all of life. And he's one of the smartest people I know. And he's just gotten into everything. His daddy's, I asked him one time, I said, if you just stayed into business, what would you be? And he goes, broke. Because I wouldn't learn about all these things. Everything teaches me that affects my business. Everything I do teaches me that something that goes back to business that helps me. And he goes, here's the other thing. I get sick and tired of doing what I'm doing. When I go out and have a fun, adventurous weekend, or we go on a cool-ass mission, we go save somebody's life, or we bring somebody home that's dead, that their family would have never been able to find them if it wasn't for what we went and did, I come on Monday, and I appreciate what I do because I don't have to do that every day. I was like, wow, man, that was, that was, yeah. So, so let's go into this. What's next for you hey, guys? Real, real fast. I wanted to back up to something we were talking about a minute ago when, when they were talking about the days that they left their jobs. Um, you know, I left my, I don't know if corporate jobs, the right word, you know, we had 20 employees at the time, so it, it wasn't a huge company, but, um, when I left, there were a number of things on my mind that I wanted to share, <laughs> you know, but I, I didn't. And, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, being careful not to burn a bridge is an important thing to consider. And not not just because maybe you'll want that job back. In fact, hopefully you'll, you, you won't. But you're in the same community as those people, you know, whether it's a big community like L.A. or a small town, either way. You're part of that community and you never know when your paths are going to cross. You never know. You know, it's such a small world these days. You never know when when some connection is going to be made as a result. You know, that's you know, that's a great point. I, I left. Uh, I worked for a company that was out of Ireland. They just came to the United States, big company. And I was director of business development for them. And I, I left and I, I, I mean, I, I gave them. I think it was an eight-week notice. I think two months because I knew I had to, you know, get somebody in to take over my what I was doing, and it was going to take a while. And um, I remember I was about a year into our business, and it was, you know, it was going into winter, and so you know, we 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 were in the Rocky Mountains uh, of of Idaho, and it was our first winter, and it was slow, right? And I was like, oh, you know, we're going to have to figure something out. And all of a sudden, my phone rang, Chris, to your point. And it was my old boss, Mike Scott. And he goes, hey, dude, how's it going? He says, yeah. I said, hey, you remember that project we did up in Washington? So, yeah. And he goes, you know, we're having, we're getting ready to build that thing out. And we're really unclear on a couple things. Is there any way you can come and spend like a week with us? We'll hire you on just to come help us through this little period. And I went, Yeah. And he threw out a number of pay and I went, well, that gets me through part of winter right there, you know, just in a week or eight days, whatever it was. And they ended up doing that three or four times. And it was really a lifeline that came down and really helped me out through those tough times. It yeah. really did. And I hadn't really thought about that. I hadn't thought about that in 20 years, you know, since you said that. So good point. So, hey, so what's what's next? What are you guys doing? What's Well, the shop hunt continues. Uh, we're still uh, trying to get a brick and mortar uh there locally uh we've been hunting and hunting and hunting and uh it is uh the market's pretty dry i wish we had a lot of stuff like <coughs> west coast guys do yeah it's, it'd be amazing um like at oscar shop i wish i could find mm -hmm. something like that yeah a cool um, shop oh, yeah. it's perfect that'd yeah. be exactly what i could do i could do mm -hmm. pns storefront up front work on the cars and we can well, one of us can break away take care of a retail customers as they come in you know or sell products absolutely um so growth, uh, we are planning on adding a, uh, 
another employee um, to help us out. Um, we are very familiar with this individual. Um, matter of fact, um, he has goals and set, and we want to help him reach those goals in the future. Uh, he's a very young kid. Um, he will be with, here with you next month. Cool. Um, so he is uh, awesome. off to a rock, good track, and we want to make sure we can help him out as much as we can build him up. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. He's a good kid. He's a really good kid. Yep. So um, how do people connect with you guys? So you got TikTok. Yep. We're talking TikTok. We got TikTok. We've got um, – it's under ECC Detailing mm-hmm. for East Coast Custom Detailing. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got – we both got Instagrams. Uh, his is Chris underscore, underscore ECC Detailing. I'm Marcy underscore ECC Detailing. Then we have our business page which is East Coast Custom Detailing, LLC. We're both on Facebook under our Chris Williams, Marcella Loza. And then we have the East Coast Custom Detailing Facebook page as well. So cool. we're connected through everything. We've got our Google business. and. Boy, I'll tell you what. You guys watch your Google business much? Oh, my gosh, yeah. It's unreal oh, yeah. what that the exposure it's that crazy. gets, you know. And and really, is is if you guys aren't using that, use it. Mm-hmm. Is and and then uploading fresh pictures, so simple, yep. easy. Yeah, I was gonna say up uploading new, you know, and I gotta even do better at that with ours. But uploading just pictures to it regularly really helps keep it active. Yep. Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. So, well, hey, we want to thank you guys. This has been fun. Yeah, we got to get you yeah. up. You were back. You're oh. back over there. Come on, you got to introduce yourself real quick. So we had. We had MIA student, so. Hi, I'm Brad. Um, my part-time detail business is called the New Car Image um, in Lawrence and in the Kansas City area. So, I, I love the name. New Car Image, if you go back, that's a, uh, there's history to that. Yeah, I did it that's in high right. school, yeah. starting in 1989. and Yeah, it's pretty cool. Real life got in the way for the last 35 years. That's so, it, so, right? Yeah. It happens. Yeah. It happens. Well, hey, thanks, everybody. Thanks, you guys. Uh, Thank you. And it's uh, pretty cool that we've got, you know, family, um, that this was kind of a family affair, and we hope that you got something out of it. So make sure, uh, comment, uh, anything that you want to hear, make sure to make a comment here. Uh, Share it, subscribe, and then uh, let other people know about it. We really, our biggest, Chris, what's our biggest goal? We talk about this all the time with this podcast. What's our goal? Helping people. Yeah, other people. Right. We we want to continue a message of prosperity to get to help people. And here's our goal: if we get a lot of messages, we love to hear what you guys think of the of the shows. But I I don't care if we only get one message a week that says, "Wow, I got something out of that." It makes it worth it, and we love hearing it. We love hearing your story. We love hearing personal stories on how. Um, maybe we've changed your opinion on something or how we've been an influence, but as long as that happens, we, we move forward with this. We have, it's one of, our, it's one of my favorite times, especially when we share it with people. So, uh, you guys take care, have a, pow- a powerful rest of the week. We'll see you next week on the show and, uh, take care everybody. Happy detailing. We'll see you soon.